0: Hey everybody and welcome to the 13th episode of DCI. I'm your host Jonathan Miley. In this episode Brian and I talk with Andy Velasquez who is the lead producer on Neverwinter, a free action oriented MMORPG that came out earlier this year. We talk about Uh, The decision to go free-to-play, we talk about uh, some different things behind the game and geek out over, you know, things like Dritz Doerden and Caddy Bree and other Forgotten Realms things. So, it's a great conversation. We hope you enjoy it. If you want to find out more about Dark Station, you can do that at darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, head on over and find us at darkstation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to us on iTunes, we are The Dark Cast. While you're there, give us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. And then finally, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. If you want to find out more information about Neverwinter, check out the links below. As always, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. <music> Andy, thank you for joining us on The Dark Cast. Glad you could make it. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, doing really, really good. I'm excited to... to um, we, we've obviously been, you know, just came out through the Feywild, so I'm excited to now be able to spend some more time and, and talk
0: to people <laughs> again. So mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so I guess let's just start off uh, the interview with... If you could tell us about who you are and what you do at uh, Cryptic Games. Is it is that the name, Cryptic Games? Or is it- uh, we're Cryptic Studios. but Cryptic you know, Studios, there we go. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I am
1: uh, the lead producer on the development team for Neverwinter. Uh, so I uh, don't do any work and I just sort of sit around and, and with my team of producers, we play the, the game that is called Make a Video Game. You just uh,
2: yell at people about money, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: More. Pro- I have charts that just say profit on it and walk That's
2: around. It. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's the evolution of the underpants. though. not get it. It's, it's...
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, no, In in sort of seriousness, it's uh, so uh, managing how we spend our time, uh, how we use our team, where we're uh, working with our budget, with outsourcing. Um, you know how where we spend our designers, animators, and what features to develop that sort of stuff all comes through me and, and, and how we schedule them and,
0: and so on and so forth. So
1: uh,
0: it's a lot of fun. So so um, if you could just tell us a little bit, I guess, a little more specifically about what a, a lead producer does. I think, um, you know, some different titles are pretty easy to place, like programmer, artist. Sure. Um, I think sure. designer is probably the most elusive, uh, <laughs> but I think producer is probably right up there behind it. So if you could let us yeah. know a little bit more about sure. kind of what your day-to-day life is at Cryptic.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess producers at, at Cryptic, uh, a lot of studios, um, you know, the, the glory of not having standard nomenclature for positions in our industry means no one really knows what anyone does. Um, producers are at our company are very similar to project managers at other companies, very similar to product managers at other companies. Uh, but they are responsible for um, sort of owning a feature and, and caring for how that um that feature as a user experience story comes to pass and, and then facilitating the various developers to make that. So, um, for example, if we're doing the companion system in Neverwinter, which is one of our biggest systems, a producer was in charge of that and they were um, responsible for saying, OK, this is uh, along with the designers that were working on it. OK, this is what this feature is going to be. And then how do we make that happen? And then ushering that idea through the entire development pipeline uh, to to completion and have it be in the game. And then I, as the lead producer, manage all of the producers doing that to get our product as a whole, as opposed to just one specific
2: feature. Gotcha. The ultimate whipcracker. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, you know, that that's on the game side, but then we also... Uh, obviously, interface with our, our publisher and, and all the marketing stuff we're doing. So I I interface there as well. Uh, and then now we're we're an international game, so all the various territories that we're in, we're we're doing a lot of work to get things localized and um, you know hiring Russian VO agencies and all sort of stuff. So um, all that fun stuff. Now,
2: okay. were, were you around for uh, for City Heroes Champions Online, or how are how new are you to Cryptic? Uh,
1: so I've been here for just about five years, which sort of. Just blew my mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, So I came right when Champions was in development. They had just um, let's see, yeah, yeah. Champions wasn't out yet, uh, and I came and I was actually like employee number three or four on Star Trek Online before that game came out. Uh, And so I was a a, one of the leads on Star Trek Online uh, up through season one. Uh, and then, I when when Neverwinter was getting started, uh, I transitioned over to
2: this team. So this is this has kind of been your baby since it started.
1: Uh, yeah, there was a um, they had already gone through some amount of prototyping before I got here, but then I came in as the lead producer, maybe four or five months uh, into development or something like that. I'm not I'm not sure the exact dates, but something like that.
0: Okay, good deal. Um, so before cryptic though, uh, where did you hang your hat?
1: Uh, so actually in terms of production work, I had done, um, some, some work in music videos with some buddies who are still in that industry. So one of my, one of my best friends is a, a pretty successful music video director right now. And, and the other people that we worked with, uh, you know, various producers and, uh, and artists that, that sort of, we work together all sort of do musicy sort of things now. Okay. Um, so I did that for a while and actually, um, got my degree in sociology i was a social worker (laughs) before um before coming into video games i had sort of that uh man what am i doing with my life i want to just try something fun let's give this video game thing a shot and and try to you know further
0: proof that bachelors mean nothing (laughs) (laughs) um
1: you know it it was it was really great because i i had a you know a a I was younger, obviously, something like 22, when I got into sociology, and I was working in that field. Uh, and you know, you just sort of had this dream of like, let's do video games, to see if that if that can be a thing. And, and sort of, it ended up working out, which I'm very, very, you know, thankful for. Awesome.
0: Um, so I guess if you could just give us a little bit of information about Cryptic, um, how long uh, Cryptic Studios has been around, where you guys are located. Um, And how big you guys are and how big the the team on Neverwinter was is
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, Cryptic Studios, uh, unfortunately I don't know exactly when they started, but they they got City of Heroes. Obviously. I'm one of just quick Wikipedia search So I sound smart Uh, (laughs) No, they they did City of Heroes, uh, you know, many moons ago and City of Villains uh, and and then they went out to Champions. Uh, We're located in in the the Bay Area uh, in California and that's where I grew up, actually. Before I left to go to college and then and live abroad and all that other stuff, so um, uh, it's nice coming back to the Bay and being able to work uh, close to to where I grew up. Um, and so that's where we're at. We are as a company uh, about 200 or so, um, I think, is the last count that I heard. And then on Neverwinter specifically, uh, which is a little misleading, we have about 70 people here uh, working on the title, but then we also have. Um, you know, a group of outsourcers in China that work with us, a, a sort of satellite team working uh, with us up in uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, a large publishing arm that, that helps us from Perfect World, obviously, in um, in Redwood City, which is close by as well. So uh, 70 just pure on developers or so that are, that are working here, and then, you know, a countless number of other people that support us as well.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool.
2: So as far as... Uh... As far as MMO stuff goes, um, you know, we you guys are you're, you're neverwinter. Um, what uh, for those that are not familiar with it, uh, it it's a D and D property. Um, the history goes back a, a couple decades. Um, yeah. What What are you guys What are you guys bringing to it? What What uh, for any somebody who hasn't played Neverwinter yet? What's What's different about your guys' MMO?
1: Well, we're uh, the the thing that we're really really excited about and, and decided early on to do is is our take on action combat uh, in an MMO, and that's something that um, we're very very proud of and, and have been reviewed and, and sort of player feedback wise have been uh, regarded very highly is is our combat system. So we're very very excited about that, um, and and the other thing that we we put a lot of effort in and have seen a lot of positive feedback on is how true to the, the sort of D&D Forgotten Realms worlds we are. Uh, and so if you are, you know, Forgotten Realms, you sort of touched on it. This is huge IP if you're into fantasy at all in the West. Uh, you know, probably just D&D, just under, you know, like Tolkien fantasy is, is like the the sort of major things that you can be into. Um, and so Forgotten Realms is arguably their biggest IP within Dungeons Dragons. For those that don't know, under D&D, they have uh, lots of different sub- sort of worlds and and IPs they have. So Dragonlance, uh, Forgotten Realms, which we're in, uh, Greyhawk and and Starjammers and all this other stuff, right? Um, So we get to play. This is where, uh, you know, R.A. Salvatore uh, and a lot of other really, really famous novelists write books. um, uh, Games like Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, um, obviously Neverwinter Nights uh, are sort of our spiritual predecessor, all happened in this world. So we get to tap into a lot of that cool stuff. Uh, and then just have this really sweet action combat that takes you through it, which is something that we're really excited about.
2: Excellent. So you guys are you're releasing this uh, this new DLC, the, the Fury of the Feywild. Um, how does that? How, how are you guys letting that out? Is it more like an expansion, or is it just like uh, like some packs that that kind of open things up more? What's the? How's the build of this going down? Uh,
1: it's it's sort of. Um... A combination of, of sort of in the middle of both of those it's not like this massive massive expansion uh, that you'll see MMOs do from time to time but it is pretty substantial it, it offers you know whole new zones that that we're going to uh, new systems that are getting in new improvements to existing systems so there is a whole bunch of stuff happening uh, in this one but it is uh, sort of our philosophy on it we're not we're not charging for the updates but we also don't charge for any of our updates um, and we really just want people to come in and, and, and enjoy the stuff that we're playing uh, or putting out there. So uh, this it's, it is a massive uh, combination of content, systems, uh, bug fixes, new mounts and companions, and all this all this cool addition to the game that uh, you can pick up without having to really pay for anything and just check it out.
2: Oh, so it, so Neverwinter is free to play. Absolutely. Um, what, what's the what is the pay portion of that? Because I noticed, like you know, looking around the site, that there were like sets of packs or even a bundle that you could buy.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. How
2: does that How does that break down as far as is that just like a, like cosmetic stuff? Um, what What are you actually purchasing?
1: Yeah, one of you the things buy that. Yeah, you can. Um, so we we sell all sorts of things from the basic sort of standard MMO expected things like services. If you want extra bank slots or extra bags, that sort of stuff, you can buy those things. Um, in terms of uh, game stuff you can buy uh, different sorts of mounts that have different speeds and, and styles to them and then different companions that are uh, variants on, on usually what you can find in game uh, and some are you know really really aesthetically quite cool um, so those are the things that we're mostly selling and then the packs like you saw are, are sort of bundles of those things that I just mentioned okay so
2: are like our thing say say you just wanted one thing is that available like individually or
1: yeah, yeah, if you wanted to check out the store and just buy, oh, I really like that sort of bear mount. Well, just buy that bear mount. But if you wanted uh, sort of like a, a discount on that plus some other stuff, like you wanted the um, the self- companion plus the unicorn mount plus those et cetera et cetera, et cetera, et cetera then you just get the pack. Well, why,
0: why would you get a unicorn when you could have a bear? I don't understand <laughs> well, that. <laughs> no question. question people.
2: If they you don't you know don't unicorn hate.
0: It's I'm right. not. I'm just. <laughs> the looks awesome. I'm just saying the bears are better, man. I mean, it's come my on.
2: Bears and a unicorn. I'm not around
0: a you bear. Know? Come on. I don't know, man. The the
1: unicorn looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? If you guys go to the website, you can see it uh, on the Feywild pack page. Uh, it's sort of a small um, image, but in game, we we didn't just do a unicorn. It it like <laughs> glimmers. In, little rainbows follow it as you run. Like it's super sweet. <laughs>
0: Um, now, can it fart rainbows like the one in the um, the the last Red Faction game?
1: <laughs>
0: well, it, uh, it doesn't
1: necessarily fart them, but okay. they they seem to
0: trail out from it.
1: <laughs> okay, that, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the uh, Fury of the Feywild, which is this uh, this module that we just put out. Um, it's all about the Feywild, as you can imagine. If you're not familiar with D anD D, that's uh, sort of this very mystical, lush forest verdant forest type place and so you'll see with all the packs and then also the microtransactions that we're releasing over the next couple months it's all very on theme with that so you know the unicorn lives there you can get the sylph which is very much like a fairy um sort of fitting with that vibe so you'll see lots of things over the next couple um weeks and and if you want to a la carte purchase things uh you know like leprechauns will come out or fey panthers and that sort of stuff um (laughs)
2: How's it? How's, how's it? Uh, how's it getting tied in story-wise? Is this something that comes after the uh, the main story, or is it just kind of works it? It works its way in as an adventure. Uh,
1: it's it's standalone uh, for the zone, but it, it absolutely sort of continues with the timeline of not only what our game is doing, but what uh, Wizards of the Coast is doing with D anD. d In general, so mm-hmm. for example, uh, our main villain of this content is is King Malabog, who's a Fomorian, uh, who's being sort of manipulated by. Um, Valindra, who's our ultimate big bad of of our game, and those are all characters that you can see in in either the the novels that are happening right now in Forgotten Realms or the campaign guides. If you're actually pen and paper D and D players, you can see write ups on these people in in those books. So uh, it's really fortunate what we've been able so to do. So this is actually is this is kind of run canon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and their uh, Wizards has been so fantastic for us to work with because. They, they see what we're doing and they like what we're doing and they're coming up with this like, oh man, we're trying to do this with this character. What if you tie that into this mission somehow? Would that be cool? And, and we're like, yes, oh my god, that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's been please, really great. let's do
2: it. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. That actually sounds really cool. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of stuff like this, especially when you get into a space with, I mean, as many heroes as there are in an MMO. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of hard to, to keep that going, but that, that yeah. sounds really cool if it's being worked in that way.
1: Yeah, and certainly that is that is one of the design challenges that we have to try to overcome. But that's, you know, the, the challenges is what makes this job fun. As cheesy as that sounds, but it, it certainly is one of the fun things to do. Uh,
2: did you did, did you spend any time playing MMOs before you got onto to, to Neverwinter? Did you did you come in here with any kind of like preconceived notions that you guys were able to, to break?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I I played. Um, I remember I have fun memories of being a kid and not having a PC, but going to my cousin's house and just staring over his shoulder as he played EQ and sort of like quarterbacking him. Being, no, 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 go over there, go over there. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, I played uh, Vanilla WoW a ton. It's it's what um, almost you know made me fail a bunch of classes at college. <laughs> um, you what
0: know, and then I've, I've been
1: sort of, there? <laughs> I've been sampling. At- mmos ever since then i haven't really got into another one hardcore since then but you know obviously i played uh the old republic for a little bit i played terra quite a bit um i played final fantasy 14 before the reboot uh for a little bit so always just keeping abreast but uh got really i haven't haven't really sunk into one super hardcore since wow um but that's probably for the best
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's always been my problem with them especially like like ones that uh, you know, WoW, um, Old Republic ones that really kind of uh, piqued that interest. Like I haven't had a chance to go after Neverwinter yet, but I've been watching it since June going, this, I could scratch that.
1: This, this would be good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> totally self-serving anecdote here, but uh, I, I actually find myself playing Neverwinter uh, in my free time, a decent amount because it it does scratch that MMO itch. But one of the things that we've tried to do or put in um, as, as well as sort of those long-term goals there we always sort of wanted smaller things to be able to do that that sort of frame your sessions a little bit better so my sort of my evening cycle now has been hop on play for like 30 40 minutes or something and then check out you know i'm I'm into other games beyond just mmos so you know like papers please is really blowing my mind right now and, and all these other games so uh you know i'll play neverwinter for like 30 40 minutes do a little bit of something and then play these other games and that's something that I've never really been able to do in other MMOs, and and we were actually pretty conscious about developing that sort of um, possibility for Neverwinter. So, uh, so you
2: could definitely you could approach this in, in kind of short bursts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, how how that I, more of like a self serving question than anything else, just <laughs> in my own curiosity. Um, how closely do you guys stick to the uh, like D and D classes um, yeah. rather than like the you know kind of the the three tier archetype that something like WoW puts forward?
1: Yeah. We try to be really close to um, to the to the essence of what the character is. Like we don't, we definitely don't do. Uh, well, this book says it does 2d8, so we're gonna actually transfer that to. <laughs> mean. Like, okay. We don't we don't do that because um, in, in practice, we actually had that in sort of that sort of style in earlier, and it, it that's that was made for a completely different medium. That's not what feels good in a computer game, in our opinion um certainly other games have done that sort of stuff fine but but for what we were trying to do it didn't work um and so uh when we look at a power from the books like cleave beyond the mechanics of it what is that trying to do okay it's meant to be i'm this this fighter who's just swinging his sword and hitting multiple guys in front of me so we'll build the power that is evocative of that so cleave for us is you know we're an action combat game so uh it's a little bit faster. It doesn't do exactly 2d8 damage, like I said before, but yeah. you still get that emotional response of, "Yeah, I'm swinging my sword in this wide arc in front of me, and I'm hitting three or four different guys."
2: Yeah, it's uh, also not dependent on you dropping the person in order for it to activate. You're actually getting the full kind of almost, you know, barbarian swing going. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, that that's the the sort of tack we take. We all of our powers are based at least off that sort of. Um, you know, there's something in the book, something in the D&D history that references the, this sort of idea for this class. Uh, and then we make sure that it is emotionally tied to what it was in the past. But it is not. Uh, we aren't hamstringed by sort of the history and the medium that it came from.
2: Awesome. I get more out of curiosity than anything else. Um, uh, solo play. How are uh-huh. you guys handling that? And can I backstab things? That second two part question.
1: Solo can play. I be
2: alone and can I backstab things?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that we did to make uh, sort of those those interplay dynamics work for solo players a little bit better is, is our companion system, which I mentioned before. So if you are uh, a Tricks the Rogue and you really want to do backstab and get that uh, combat advantage damage going, um, you should look out for uh, companions that are of the defender type so that they gain aggro and then you can just go behind them and stab, stab, stab. Uh and that's similar to what I do. I play on live, I play a cleric. And so I just want someone to soak up damage so I can sit back and, and do my, my heals, but also my, my ranged attacks. What I know some of the other classes, like the great fighters, a lot of them preference the, the healer companion types. So they use those.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because if they're going to go in there, you know, yeah. it, swinging butt to the wind, it's it, you need somebody who's going to back you up with heals. Yep. Absolutely.
1: So that's one of my favorite systems in the game is the companion system. And we have a whole bunch of different types and styles um of command. So if you if I like I said the defender type, you know we have a, a Galadur, which is like this this um, elemental rock type creature, and, and he's you know talks like stone, and he's like sort of this badass guy. But then we also have the traditional like sword and board, shield mercenary guy. So there's different flavors depending on what you want to be uh, that you can go out and get that will fill fill these archetypes.
2: Awesome. Um, I, from kind of a D and D perspective. Um, I was reading that you guys, that uh, it kind of takes place within Neverwinter itself and the areas surrounding. Yeah. Um, do you guys have kind of like a, an idea of how far out you kind of want to push, or do you want to keep it <coughs> kind of centered on, on the city and its whereabouts, like t- completely off the wall? Um, are, are we going to get to go into the, the Underbelly?
1: Into uh, the Underdark?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. well, not the Underdark necessarily, but I mean like the uh, uh, the Catacombs of Neverwinter and that kind of stuff. Totally.
1: Sure. Like yeah, or I mean,
2: Underdark too. I mean, that you know, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we we want to go everywhere. I mean, that that's one of the great things about being an MMO, and we have we have years. You know, we consider this this project. We're going to be working on this for the next four or five years. Absolutely. So, um, we uh, initially did uh, the city in general, and then a lot of the immediately surrounding areas, but. You know, we're already, like our first expansion in, in Module 1, we're going to the Feywild, which is, you know, it another dimension almost, right? Like, it, it's sort of a parallel place that you can go to. Uh, and then our next modules, which we'll be consistently releasing, are uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to try to go everywhere. So, absolutely further into the dungeons of, of the City of Neverwinter, all the way to, you know, if we want to go to Fey, maybe, or we want to go to... Um, Further into the Underdark, where we want to go to Icewind Dale, where Drizzt first met up with Wolfgar and Caddy Like we can do that stuff.
0: I know those names so, so talk in my <laughs> language.
2: I, love it. I, I saw, I saw mention when I was reading kind of a little uh, synopsis of the the story of what was synopsis of the story and what was going on. That there was a a blue dragon from Thay, and then I'm like, oh god, slavery, and okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, Fulminorax is, is one of our dragons, and, and we have a whole bunch Church of Levaks is running around, and these are dragons, again, that you'll see uh, in in either some of the books or the campaign settings. And, uh, you know, we get to play around Waterdeep and Luskin. These are places that Kormir, these are places that people if who are fans of the realms know, and, 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 and it means something to them when we say Fae. It means something when we say Kormir and, and Icewind Dale. Uh, and so we're very excited about getting to explore a little bit more of those places.
2: You've, you've got me fanboy sign over here, man. That <laughs> so great. <That's... laughs> uh, Jonathan, you got anything else?
0: Well, I was just going to say that, you know, unfortunately I'm not a big MMO-er, so that's why Brian is asking all these questions. But I have <laughs> read a handful of R.A. Salvatore's books. And sure. so I know Dritz and Katie Bree and uh, yeah. Gwyn Wyver and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so... Uh, just a random are, are we ever going to get to see drips in this game or do do you get to see drips is that cool uh in, that... in the
1: launch game he he's not hanging around but there's there's certainly references to him everywhere um you know there's uh you'll you'll find these locations that that you've recognized from the books and that sort of stuff we are um have been talking with salvatore uh, about um incorporating more of his stories and his characters and he's super on board uh, I just had a call with him like last week and he was super pumped about it, especially Sweet. because we've come out now and, and we've gotten such uh sort of, we've, we've got a lot of good vibes out there from, from people playing the game. And so he started to see that and our contacts at wizards are, are sort of advocating like, no, like never is a real deal. Like, okay, let's, let's <laughs> <see what laughs> get it. Uh, back
2: Absolutely. back to more books. What about, uh, kind of some of the Greenwood stuff like Elminster and, and those kind of things.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's sort of what we've um, recently been able to afford ourselves the luxury to have those conversations because we've come out and, and people have been responding very positively for us. Came uh, swinging. And so, you know, our conversations with Wizards has have become very interesting over the last couple of weeks. Because mm. um, they see what we're doing and, and we're, they're seeing the positive response. And so uh, sort of doors are opening for us to go all sorts of different places.
0: Very cool. Um, so, now, if if we could just swing the conversation a little bit away from Neverwinter and Forgotten Realms uh, themselves sure. uh, and talk a little bit more about kind of the MMO space. Um, Neverwinter is, I believe, the first game that you guys have come out with that was free to play <laughs> right out of the gate. Is
1: yeah, that correct? Is that right? No, that is true.
0: Can you talk a little bit about some of the the process and in, in deciding to do that? Because you know uh, a lot of the other ones or all of your previous MMOs came out as paid, and then at some point down the line they became free to play, and that's yeah. that's kind of the model of a lot of MMOs today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And if you could just kind of give us some insights on the decisions sure. behind that.
1: Yeah. Well, certainly the. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. We had Champions and Sto, which are two recent ones, other than Neverwinter, that came out initially as subscription games, and then they were converted to be free to play. Um, and and we learned so many lessons. I mean Neverwinter hadn't come out yet when those games were going through not only their transition to free to play, but their first months and and years of being a free to play game, operating as a free to play game. And I think the best thing we have done as a studio. Is, is really pay attention to um, you know going going free to play isn't just okay, don't charge for subscription anymore but it, it is an <laughs> entirely different way of thinking about your live game um, and and you know really doing deep data analysis on what my players are doing because they have such low um, sort of investment costs to like get in there's like, yeah, I'll check this game out oh I don't like it Bye. So then we, we went in on, on our earlier titles and said, why why were they leaving where were they leaving Mm. what were the things that they are buying and 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 so this sort of um you know we we found as a studio that free to play uh sort of freed us up to to ask really basic but awesome questions and it's it's one of those things that's like well of course you should do that but um (laughs) you know the question of what what do my players like what do they want and and you get to see it in data like oh this is what they're doing and this is what they're they're paying for and this is what they they value in this product Um, and so that that sort of mentality getting that in early for neverwinter we decided very very early that okay neverwinter is going to be a free-to-play game no no cost for the box no cost to play at all so now looking at what we've learned in these other games how do we build systems that um promote the things that we know our players like how do we how do we build these systems that that makes them feel good about paying and 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 participating in these various systems and so um it's
0: been incredibly instrumental for us to have made that decision early uh, and then just build from there have have there been any surprises since the game launched that like oh people are paying for this and we didn't expect them to or nobody's buying a particular pack or whatnot
1: uh, I wouldn't say uh, surprised, but absolutely there's been um, sort of, oh, well, we guessed wrong on that one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or, or wow, we, we were totally right on that, but that sort of exceeded our expectations. We've had plenty of those moments. Uh, but the great thing is, uh, like I was mentioning before, we've sort of already changed our mindset to, uh, okay, we basically have this digital storefront that, that works and is awesome, and then how are we um, servicing our customers? Uh, and so... We're already making course corrections, and and whether it's with uh, prices or uh, in in updates, making changes to the way certain systems work, uh, we're able to address those and then see real time, like, oh, okay, well that that was a good change, or that we still need to do work there, and so on and so forth. All right,
0: well, I, I know you've got to go soon, so I've got one more question, and then we've got kind of a set of questions that we'd like to try to end this with. Okay. Uh, first, tell us what the Foundry is, and if there are any uh, favorites. Um, quests that you've seen users create out of it that are just yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, so the Foundry is um, uh, a really, really awesome user-generated content tool set that we have in Neverwinter. And so, you know, totally, totally, as you'd expect from a D&D game, it's a way for you to create missions and then share them with uh, the entire world. And I think the biggest... The selling points for us in terms of the foundry is that it's it's seamlessly integrated into our live game mm-hmm. and so if you're a, a foundry author you make a quest you just post it up to to our servers and then your buddy just hops on to the live game is running around doing cryptic quests and then can snag your quest and and continue running it right there on that same character in that same world and, and you know you could share that quest and uh, so then you guys can team up and, and go do it and get real rewards for your character, like XP and items and stuff like that. So um, it, is, it is a way for us to have sort of evergreen content by, by crowdsourcing you creative individuals out there <laughs> to make, <laughs> make content for our game, which is really, really cool. Uh, and then uh, it, your second question, I mean, we've had so many really, really cool missions made. My personal favorite is this one that we featured not too long ago called uh, A Clash of Wills. Mm-hmm. which, um, man, this... The it's, awesome it's Will game. Wheaton
2: versus Will Smith, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know how they did this. It, it blew my mind. I, I didn't think it was possible to do what they did, but uh, it was basically, you're on this quest, you're following these clues, and then uh, you get plunged into like this um, a clash of wills, if you will, with a, a um, an illithid, a, a mind flayer. Oh, very you know, psychically powerful. And so the world is just like... There's these floating islands, and it just looks like a, a dreamscape battle where it's all sort of gray. And I was like, how did they do this? I didn't even know you could make this happen. Um, and, you know, like the, the walls are shifting around and changing. It was, it was super unreal. Um, so it, it, was, it was quite fantastic. And one of the things that I think the community has responded to really well is we take our Foundry authors very, very seriously. And so, you know, we've had our marketing, video, uh, our marketing team put out promotional videos for these, uh, for these quests when they're really, really cool. Uh, we feature them prominently in the UI so that um, more and more people see the, the stuff that we think is really, really cool. And we put in a tip system so that if I'm a player consuming Foundry content and I thought you did an awesome job, I can give you currency uh, and then you can sort of get renowned that way um, and rewarded that way. So I think we've done a lot there that that
0: seems to be catching on pretty well. Very cool. All right, Brian, take it away with the end All game. All right, let's
2: do it. We're going to do uh, the end, what we call the end game. It's just a, kind of an ender questionnaire questionnaire that's that's more geared towards kind of gaming stuff and, and you personally. Um, sure. So question number one, uh, who's your favorite video game protagonist?
1: Who is my favorite video game protagonist? Yep. That is such a hard question. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> well, that's why this used to be called the lightning round. Because there is no one right answer. I'm just scanning my desk for all the little figures that I have. Um, and so the first one, that, or the one that is most prominently featured is uh, Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: Oh, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> good. Favorite antagonist. Your favorite bad guy.
1: Oh, jeez. Man, you got a Ramza on your desk. That, yes. Um, <laughs> man, who did I like? Killing. <laughs> well i can tell you who gave me a lot of frustration was um uh uh dr wiley
2: mm.
1: man that guy
2: Mega was man. the okay one,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> specifically Mega Man um, 2 version because you had to use bubble man uh and then i'd always run out and then i just farm at the end and it was super rough but uh yeah dr wiley was real cool all
2: right uh favorite class to play in neverwinter
1: devoted cleric hands down
2: <laughs> nice okay um what's your favorite older older mmo i know you mentioned playing a couple of them what was uh, what was
1: uh just just pure does does vanilla wow count as an older i mean that's what i've yes it's
2: changed so much that vanilla wow counts as its own thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: um that that like, funny anecdote like i almost that was almost the cause of uh, a breakup with my then girlfriend now wife and so we sort of joke about that now <laughs> like wow almost ended our relationship
2: <laughs> um what is your least favorite overused element or games in games or your least favorite trope
1: least favorite trope yeah. oh there's so many
2: what, what what do they do so much that you just if there's one you could get rid of what would it be
1: um oh man uh I, I guess the, uh, in RPGs, when they have that, uh, that character that is supposed to be the comic relief, but it's just really just tired and obnoxious as opposed to lighthearted. And, and I think, I guess it's more of like a poor execution of that, that trope.
2: 10 <laughs> 4. Okay. Uh, last two questions. Um, the first, um, if you could try any other profession, what would you love to do?
1: If I could try any anything other professional-
2: else. No boundaries. What would you love to? What would you love to get up try to?
1: I would love to try to be a professional soccer player.
2: Okay. Nice. Absolutely. All right. And uh, finally, um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, before <laughs> Toad ushers us in, and he looks over the he looks over the book of our deeds. What would you like him to say to you?
1: Uh, man, sweet job getting out of sociology and doing what you actually like <laughs> <laughs> and respect to all you social workers out there you are way stronger than i was i tapped out super fast <laughs> uh, so more power to you guys who are fighting the good fight um but i man the sort of uh, man i and i feel like i'm dipping into the cheesy one for anyone out there listening who's sort of like man i wish i could do that sort of stuff or i want to like and it doesn't even have to be video games but you can do it just just do it do what you love doing because
0: my life is so much better now than i am awesome well thanks for joining us andy uh really glad we could sit down and talk about neverwinter and all other manner of crazy things uh if you could just let our listeners know where they can find more information about neverwinter
1: yeah absolutely go to uh playneverwinter.com or nw.perfectworld.com uh and you you can find it uh, all the information that you want and like it like we said many times it's free to download free to play so even if you just want to check it out feel free to do it it, it costs you you know your time and that's about it uh and if you hate anything um don't talk to me again. it's not your
2: fault very cool